Hey, what's going on, people? You are now locked in with Champ the Realtor. And today, we have stocks and blocks in the building. Miss Coco herself, RCO Property Group in the building. What's good? Talk Nothing. to me. Listen, I'm, I'm excited to be here. Super duper happy. So, first of all, thank you for having me. Um, I know schedules have been crazy, but yes, yes. we're here. We so, here. that's we all that matters. We locked in. Real rat. Yeah, Literally. <laughs> Literally locked in. So, um, Coco... The stocks and blocks things, you know, everybody mm -hmm. think stocks and bonds, but right. when you say stocks and blocks, it actually means something For because, sure. you know, you locked in with that kind of thing. So Absolutely. tell me a little bit about yourself. Where you from? I'm from North Philly. North Philly in the building. You already know. <laughs> Strawberry Ranch section. Ooh, Let's get yeah. Okay. Rock your hood. Exactly. And will. You know. <laughs> I, I, I can love our strawberry mansion, so I ain't mad at it. I ain't mad you at can't it. Be. So, um, what got you into stocks and bonds? Listen, let me tell you this, right? So, twenty, I, to twenty twenty, obviously pandemic is here. Yeah. And um, you know, everybody's running around with the PUA, the SBA, and I'm a teacher. It's free money, it's uh, right? You know, but I'm like. I ain't even going to hold you. And I've said this on my lives, any other podcast that I did. Right. I was jealous. Yeah, like, no, that money was fun. I ain't going to lie, I was scared. And I had a legit LLC and everything. That's what I'm saying. And I was scared to pull the trigger on that. Absolutely. I knew people that have no LLCs. They just made it up like Wednesday. <laughs> and they went and got like 20 grand, 18 Bro, right. grand. Bricks. Yo. And I'm sitting here teaching online. Just like... <laughs> Something got to give, you know? And right. so for me, like like you, my business was legit. Yeah, so I'm absolutely. like, okay, cool. But I always felt like I would they, I would be the one that somebody or the government would do the audit and what? Then you. make They'll an example exactly, exactly. out of me. And I'm like, mm, I can't do that. So for real, for real. And I've heard somebody say this or maybe on Twitter or something like um, a lot of success comes out of like heartbreak and yeah, anger absolutely. and frustration and all of that trauma so i'm just sitting there like this 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 just can't be it. everybody out here getting this free money so i had already had a robin hood account okay and i was like you know i never to this day i don't watch people's stories on instagram right i don't know why she watched I'm my just, story ladies and gentlemen don't, don't believe that don't believe the hype boy where's the head because that's cat <laughs> <laughs> so um you know anyway so i get on instagram i see one of my girlfriends on on in her story talking about she just made a thousand dollars or something like that right. and i'm like all of these stock gurus and crypto this and forex that like I'm, I'm just not the person that jump on the bandwagon. Exactly. You know, so when I seen that, I'm like, no, that's my real friend. Like, let yeah. me go hit her up. Like, yes. what is this about? I, I, when it was the Forex and the, all that, everybody was saying, yeah, I'm getting this, I'm getting that. Yeah. And a lot of people was lying. So, yeah. being as though you seen somebody that you knew, exactly. that you had rapport with, that you knew they was like solidified. You, For sure. You so, it. I asked and I'm like, what is this? And she was like, oh, this is options training. And she was trying to explain a little bit to me uh, whatever, but she's not an educator, you okay. know? So, I'm like, alright, cool. You know, and everybody can't necessarily, like, teach or teach to the level in which you need it. Right. So, once she said options training, I'm like, she ain't had to say nothing else. I never, I didn't know nothing about options. I started doing my own research. Right. And I'm already a teacher, so I'm like, ain't no way I can't get this. Right. You know, and I literally started running it up on the stock market. And, and when I got it, I was like, damn, like the very first deal I made, I what I put sixty five, sixty nine dollars in a Ross 
in um a Ross a option with Ross. Okay. Ross was the store that took forever to open. Um, when it came down, it was like the last retail store during yeah. the pandemic that opened. Okay. So I was like, I mean, at this point, I was gambling. I didn't really know. I just know that I know people who love Ross. Yeah. So let me put the six the sixty nine dollars in. I'm like sixty nine dollars, like. It is going to kill you. Yeah, absolutely. But that 69 turned in like 983. Ooh, real quick. Talk to me. And I was like, I couldn't believe it. I was like, wait, this can't be real. This ain't for me. You mean to tell me I walked away with over a stack? Yeah. I paid 69 to walk away with 983 plus my initial investment of the 69. Like, this is crazy. Yeah. Um, and after that, I just was like, all right. Cool. So, but again, I still didn't really, at that point, there's a difference between an investor and a gambler. Okay. So at that point, I knew nothing. I'm very yeah, risky. Yeah, you gambling. You take I was, yeah, 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 yeah. I was gambling. I ain't know nothing. Man, I, I had that money. I put it into this Chinese company that I love and will never not invest in that company, <laughs> but it wasn't the right time to put it in when I did. Right. Or I should have been placing a put, not a call. Okay. But when I did that, I lost $500, mm-hmm. like in no time. And I was like, that's when I took it serious. I said, now I got to be. I, I was gotta, like, oh, yeah. I, I got to lock in. For and sure. I got to figure out exactly when I'm not just playing around. Exactly. How do I walk away? And any profit is profit. But I want to make sure that I'm really doubling, tripling, and flipping my money. And I Absolutely. do understand that, you know, the stock market is a long-term game. A lot of people think it's a get-rich-quick, and it ain't that. It's not. It's not. I ain't going to lie. I be looking at my IRA every day just... <sighs> and be going up and down. <laughs> Listen, keep going, though. Like, I'm telling you, I, I tell people now, I mean, during the pandemic, I mean, obviously, we're still in the pandemic, but not really. Yeah. Life is, like, back to regular. Is it a pandemic or is it a pandemic? Oh, we ain't going to get in that. Go I ahead, mean, oh, because I can take it there. But, you know, so when, when that, you know, first happened, you know, the stocks, the market was down, what have you. And one thing I will say that I really enjoyed, like, seeing people that look like me come Absolutely. from the same place that I come from, like, in it. Regardless if they were legit gambling or if they were investing, I'm like, damn, like, I ain't never seen that before. Like, we ain't. We're right. Like, I never cared or thought twice about the stock market because I've never seen anybody that looked like me in it. Like, I I honestly thought stocks was for white men. Yeah, yeah. Well, the crazy thing is, um, you've met my brother, KR. Yes, yes. Shout out to KR. That's that's where he got his start. See? Wall Street. Yeah. You know? So, that's the only link that I had to stocks in my eye. Didn't know what the hell they was doing. I, all right. I seen was, you know, Wolf of Wall Street, mm-hmm. dude screaming, ah! <laughs> you know, that's what I thought it was. I ain't no regular people could get into it. Absolutely. I thought it was just a bunch of dudes screaming at a motherfucking uh, loudspeaker. Right, right. But yeah. Watching charts and green and red and arrows and all that, yeah. Yeah, somebody tried to get me into that shit. I was like, nah, my I'm ADHD good. can't handle it. <laughs> See, that's a, I feel like that's, you know, Everybody teach different right. and everybody learn different too, right? Absolutely. Like I'm the visual learner, but when I first learned the market, I couldn't start with, you know, those charts and all of that. Like I'm that was an intimidation factor. I made ninety thousand dollars without knowing how to read charts. Mm. I just know trends. Mm. So you can know a trend without reading a chart, right? Absolutely. Like if you're reading a chart, it just depends on what you're looking for within that chart, right? So for me, I'm like Instead of looking for what's going to happen in the next, I don't know, not necessarily week, but a day. Right. So at 3.10, it looked like this. So all these different projections and what have you, you can find out 
when the market, um, when a particular company is always at its highest, yeah. when it's at its lowest, what season, what month that is, and why. Just so watching it, it Just, you know, so, yeah. I mean, I, and that once I learned that, I was able to teach other people how to navigate that. Mm -hmm. And then when they were ready to go ahead and learn charts and graphs and all of that, then that's something that we talk about, you know, at, a, at another time. But it's not something, and I don't care what investors say this, every single person... I don't care who you are, you're going to lose. Everybody loses. Everybody yeah. loses. I mean, you take losses, but it depends on what kind of person you are. You can Absolutely. see it as a loss or you can see it as a lesson. And for real, for real, you don't lose until you sell. Exactly. That's exactly. it. Exactly. So what's the best piece of advice you can give to someone who's looking to invest their money in the stock market? The, the best piece is to start. And when I say start, I, I legit mean you don't necessarily have to know anything, but you are a consumer. Currently, you are a consumer. If you're not yeah. invested in the stock market, you're a consumer. Yeah. One thing that consumers do, they just buy, 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 buy. and investors so buy. always out. Yeah, absolutely, right? Consumers don't receive anything. Yeah. If you, you know, use Dove or you use a certain makeup or whatever it is, like there's things that people are tied to and connected to and they will only use that product. If it's Apple or you, you've banked with Wells Fargo or whoever all your life, like you're giving your, you're, you're already consuming, um, literally without knowing that you're investing into these people right. businesses like apple ain't gonna be apple without everybody dollar yeah i mean well you know how we are especially in the african-american community it's all about the name and, and it's all about what the appearance yeah. from, for the majority of yeah us. yeah and that's what i'm saying the name the brand absolutely you know what is you know what it stands for is oh that's my clear that's this that's the running towards it just because of a name <laughs> Which is, you know, me, I'm the total opposite. So. Right, right. See, listen, I, I, my favorite quote, wealth whispers, poverty screams. Mm, I know that's right. Yeah. So what do you think about the future of the stock market with the rise in inflation? I think, honestly, at first I was looking forward to 2020, to January 2023. Yeah. Um, and not that I'm still not looking forward to that, but the market is still down. Um, I foresee even the housing market to, to continue to decline. It has been trending down. Right. You know, me being a realtor. Yes. I see that firsthand. Oh, and it's, woo, it's, it's bugging me. And, uh, right. Some, and it depends on who you ask. Right? You know, so... What they would have went for three months ago, they're not going for that anymore. And they're not. So, I feel like right now, I, when I think about... I'm trying to think, what's something that's, like, really expensive? All right, people talk about, I don't know, Chanel bags. Right. You can get a Chanel bag for five, 6000 Right now, a Chanel bag might be $100 on the stock market. That's great. Like, you know, just yeah. a comparison. So, Google is typically 3000 and up, yeah. right? So, Google did their, their stock split... Which is great. It gives people the opportunity to jump in. Now you got Google at ninety dollars, ninety four, ninety eight. There, I, I haven't seen it less than about ninety four, ninety five dollars. Um, but again, I also understand the market and I understand long term. Right. So if I'm thinking about long term instead of quick. right, yeah. but do you not understand like what's about to happen? Like, people in 2020 were saying, oh, the market is at its lowest, it's at its lowest, and then it dropped even lower. Yeah. To, like, the new low, where it is now. It's up. I feel like there's so much free money out there. Like, wealth is on sale right now. That's how I look at it. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, if you really well, trying to get is, rich, yeah, the you need to get is, that money. 
even with the stock market and real estate as well, yeah. there are ebbs and flows. It's going to be ups and downs. Yeah. It's never going to be, oh, we're going up, we're going up, we're going to stay <laughs> up. It's going to come back down eventually. Absolutely. Right? It's the way of the world. Even with the interest rates right now, people are losing their minds. Oh, my God, these interest rates, 6 7%. I can't buy a house right now. It's like, why not? Yeah, you no, know, real red. Why like, not? You got a credit card, and the interest rate is twenty four percent. Girls, sit down. Exactly. <laughs> and then you know you could buy the house now at this seven percent rate. Everybody thought, oh, because during the pandemic the interest rates was down to two percent, which is historical lows, which is so abnormal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. Like they thinking that six seven percent is crazy. When yeah. no, it's kind of the norm. Right. You know, back in the 80s, they was paying damn near 20% interest on all. Listen. You know what I'm saying? Even though the prices was low. Right, right. But still, it was crazy interest rates. Mm -hmm. Like 6 7%. This was the numbers before the crash in 2009. Absolutely. So it's not like it's this crazy, unforeseen. You know, we've seen this before. We've right. been here. Right. And, you know, when the market go back down, like, refinance. Yeah. You know? But if you never get but you in, got a strategy. you never want to do it. Exactly, so. right? So, like, you... And this is another thing that I don't necessarily like about... And I'm not going to necessarily say our people, but I, everything that I do is for our people. Absolutely. Right? So, we... We and I, when I say we, I never want people to think that I think that I'm better or I'm excluding myself or what have you. Right. But we tend to be so afraid to take the risk that it's like, nah, I'm gonna wait, I'm gonna wait, I'm gonna wait, I'm gonna wait, and then it never happens, or exactly. you keep waiting, and it's, it's like, damn, you the lost. The paralysis by analysis. Literally, you know. Unfortunately, I have a lot of friends that's like that. You know, um, not to put it out there, but I got one friend. You know, she called me up and it was like 2019, 20. Yeah, 2019, mm -hmm. when I first got my real estate license. And she was like, champ, I want to invest in mm -hmm. real estate. I said, all right, dope. She said, I made a lot of money when I was down in Atlanta. Now that I'm back up here, I got like 80000 cash. I'm ready to jump in. Fast forward, it's 2022. She still hasn't made a move yet. <laughs> Sis, if you out there listening, when I first started investing, when I first got my first house, and that was my just home I bought in 2017 that house either went for 86 or 89,000 my closing cost was like 7,000 right I did a 203k loan um I told my uh realtor at the time I'm like listen I don't want to pay over 800 dollars for a mortgage right and she was like okay cool that's feasible I ain't know nothing I was just like damn okay cool again I never had 80,000 dollars cash even nope. when I got my very first it don't take it it don't even when I got my very first um investment property in Baltimore I paid 4500 for that right like I started building my business credit and all that I what I'm saying all this to say is that by the time I had I got $80,000 cash I owned the block I own properties in four cities five yeah. four cities let's, like let's let's get into that though how did you go about becoming a block owner man like she <laughs> bought a block ladies and gentlemen that's crazy a whole block i know yeah <laughs> listen i still be thinking like today like girl you like you really did that you know because sometimes i feel like we as people don't really give ourselves credit specifically exactly. especially like women because we so used to just handling the listen, business one like, thing about me and anybody that know me they know how much i praise black women y'all yeah. like yo y'all like top tier the best thing yeah like that's been put you know it's like earth. god then it's like us it's like y'all then it's like god Oh, go ahead. <laughs> 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 oh, but um, 
So you said, how did I buy it or how does it? Yeah, how did you, how did you go about it? All right, like, so this is how I went the about opportunity it. Opportunity came to you. I jumped into the to the Baltimore market in 2019. Okay. Um, I was I taught I worked in education for a little over six years. I taught for a little over five years high school in Philly. Then I went for a little over a year in New Jersey as a um, a recruiter. So I'm hiring people, all that. I had got burnt out from the classroom. Yeah. Like, let me jump in HR because I, as an educator, personally, I think you cause more harm when you're burnt out versus you. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. So I was like, all right, cool. And then eventually I went back to the classroom because I, I really missed the kids. Toxic teachers. Yeah, it, it can get bad. real. Right? So, um, I'm at my job and I'm on Twitter. I'm like, I don't have no interviews. I have nothing else on my calendar. I don't, I'm burnt out. Like I have nothing to do and I don't like that. So I get on Twitter and I see, um, this guy who I'm with the college with, shout out to Justin. He's from Baltimore and he told me about this auction. I was like, all right, cool. He was like, he put on Twitter that he just got a house or something like that. So I hit him up and I'm like, Hey, um, like what's up? And he was like, this, the auction, this is, you know, I, He's like, I'll be in Baltimore in September. Um, let's plan to, you know, go see some houses. Right. I am, I'm a Taurus, and I'm still working on my patience. But I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, but right. once he said the name, I just was like, not a problem. I started looking up. I'm at work. I started bidding on three houses. Okay. I know nothing about this auction. I know nothing about the houses. Only thing I knew about Baltimore was Crabs, the um, Black and Wax Museum, yeah. and the Harbor. Yeah, that is it. That is all. Like I don't know nothing else about it. So that's you know 2019. They got, a, they got a dope aquarium too. Yeah, really? but at this time I don't know nothing. Right. I, the wire. That's it. Yeah. So I'm like, all right. <laughs> so I get my first crib in 2019 um, for 4,500. Then I start buying more. Then I start buying more. 2020 come, and I'm I was supposed to speak with this realtor about a house that went on that was on the market. And I had never dealt with a realtor outside of Philly anyway. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I get in contact with this realtor. He's telling me whatever, whatever. I'm like, all right, so who in my mind, I'm about to put, you know, put in the bid for this crib. Right. So I reached out to him. This is the day we're supposed to talk and meet. So I can go ahead and do that. And he reached out and was like, um, the property is under contract. And I was like, what? And at this point, I had been addicted to the auction. So I was like, <laughs> I don't want to go on there. I don't, don't want to go on there. But I remember time. this yeah. like yesterday. April 16th. So I get on the auction and I'm just scrolling. I'm in my mind. Don't buy nothing. Don't buy nothing. Don't buy nothing. Don't buy nothing. I come across this block and it says $15,000. Wow. And I'm like, it's bullshit, right? Yeah. I'm like, nah. Like, you know, I didn't. I, all of the properties that I had bought so far, I bought from this auction. So I'm like, this is crazy. And nobody's bidding on this. So I placed my bid. I'm like, you was just about to spend. Something else for just one house. Like, what? So I'm like, all right. Place the bid. I win the bid. And then they call me. The same process. So they call me. I'm like, hello? <laughs> so they're like, yeah, you know, you almost. And I'm like, oh, almost. Like, ain't nobody bid against what right, you mean. Right. So depending on the auction, um, they it might say that they have a yeah. reserve or not. So every time a property is up there... At the end of the day, they have a goal. Everybody have a goal. They going to bait you in at the $15,000 price that might really want 20 30 40 50 yeah. For real, for real. Absolutely. So, at this point, this is when I learned that I can negotiate. So, I'm like, no, what you mean? He's like, um, you know, the seller really wants $25,000. i am like, well, it was only for $15,000. they are like, well, it's a reserve, da 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 whatever, whatever. Long story short, I told him no. He come back. I said, listen, I can do twenty, And he yeah. was like, so, ooh. And I was like. 
I called my I called my realtor. Stocks and blocks, baby. Literally, like I was like, oh my god. And the crazy part about it, I'm glad you said that stocks and blocks because at this time, like. I'm still locked in. On, I'm really locked in on the stock market. Absolutely. And, you know, when people talk about, oh, when you sell or when you cash out, you got to pay this and taxes, blah, blah, blah. And there's ways to go around those, to get around those things. I'm not saying you're coming out paying absolutely nothing. But, you know, um, assets by assets. Absolutely. So if I'm cashing out from 20000 from the stock market to buy this crib, I'm not paying the same taxes that a regular person would pay right. who's just cashing out just to put it in a, you know, account. Exactly. So that was that's that's my motto. Like I put my money in the market, cash out, buy my crib. That's put awesome. my money in the market, cash out, buy vending machine. You know. Yeah. So. So how how's the vending machine business? The vending machine business is good. It's going really really good. Again, I I I don't have. To, I'm that risk taker because I, was I don't to say you all over. When the place, I tell you all. Said, I got stocks, I got blocks, I got vending machines. Listen, whatever you na- <laughs> you name it, right? <laughs> so for me, it's like I grew up. This is this is what it is for. for I grew up poor, okay. right? Like my mom was on drugs, my dad was on drugs. My, my mom got two kids, my dad, including myself. My dad has five, including me. And you know, like there were, I remember growing up and just experiencing all the things, poverty. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Absolutely. You know, so. For me, I'm like, damn, everybody around me is doing the same exact thing. Like, it has to be. You got to be doing something. You got to find a way to do it. Right. Like, it got to be another way. It's just, there's no way that this is life for everybody. And so, I'm that person where I don't have to have it all figured out. I don't have, black women don't need A through Z in order to make the move to get the B. Like, we just, we just don't. And for those of us, for those of us who are more riskier than the others, we just get up and go. Um, and I think a lot of the things that I have or the things that I've done, they all come from trauma. It's a result of that, right? So Yeah, because it's basically like in our culture, being as though we grew up in poverty, mm-hmm. we had to make things work, yeah. you know? So you might have that peanut butter with no jelly, so you yeah. had a peanut butter sandwich, you had no meat, you had a mayo, which we call a wish sandwich, mm-hmm. you know? Or you ain't had nothing. <laughs> Right, right, right. So you you did what you had to do. You took what you had and you made the best of it. You Absolutely. know, when life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. When life gives you shit, you make shit. More lemon dry. Sell it to somebody and tell them it's chicken. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure absolutely. it out. But absolutely, black women are, are the best at doing it. Yeah, yeah. It taught me a lot. I listen. Yeah, so, um, that computer died on me. It's so. Okay. I don't have all the questions in front of me, but it's a whole lot that I wanted to ask you. Yeah. So I'm just going to jump into the personal things that mm-hmm. I wanted to ask. Because I see that you have been to 45 countries? Six. 46 countries. Yeah. Oh, shit. My bad. She went to a country where I wasn't looking. It's cool. That was, that was like a couple days ago. You know, I'm back and I'm better. Must be nice. Unfortunately, I got 72 kids. I can just can't pick up and leave like yeah, that. Yeah, see. So, um, what got you into traveling? Because, you know, basically we talked about poverty. Yeah. And for me personally, I never traveled as a kid. So, when mm-hmm. I became an adult, I'm like, yo, I'm out. I got to do it. Yeah, I got to go check. And so. so, that's the thing, right? As a kid, I'm sitting here, 30, I'm from 32nd and Diamond. And right. I'm like, bro, my wildest dream at 15 was to go to Disney World. Mm. And it's not what it's cracked up to be. Right? You know, like, wildest dream at 15 to go to Disney World. Obviously, I've been to Disney Disney World, but I've never seen anything else 
you know, beyond that. Like, right. I'm, you, you got to understand this. When you are in whatever community you're in and you're not exposed to different things, like, I was only exposed to the outside world through textbook. Yes. And school was my way of out, right? So, like, I and anybody who know me know I was super duper active in school, always on student government, always doing whatever it is. Like, I ran my schools. Oh, okay. Legit. You was a geek geek. Yeah, I mean, we'll call it whatever you want, nah, right? Nah, it's not a bad yeah, thing. No, I, I know. I, I, listen, oh, boy, listen, listen. I was, and you know how people say, I was like, just straight oh. straight A three students. You know? <laughs> I, was, I was smart. I was just bad. So. <laughs> you know how people say, like, oh, she was a principal's pet. I mean, I'm sorry, a teacher's Teacher pet, pet or whatever, yeah. whatever. Me and my principal was like this. Like, my principal would get on the loudspeaker and be like, little Miss Coco, please report to the main office. That's crazy you say that because. Yeah. I called my principal C dot. Her name was Catherine Blunt. Yeah. And she used to call me WWW. Oh. So when I graduated, you know how the principal goes up and they call everybody by their names. Yeah. And um, she go WWW and all the parents like, who the hell is she talking about? Mm -hmm. My little silly ass stand up. Exactly. But yeah, that was a little connection we had, cause like anytime I got in trouble, I remember this. <laughs> I remember this one time, we was in computer class, and uh, we had a substitute teacher, and I told him my name was Rob. So he was upset. Rob would not stop talking. Rob walking around. <laughs> Rob a wild boy, right? So he went, he called the principal. principal came to our class. He was like, Miss Blunt, Rob is out of control. <laughs> Rob is talking to all the girls. Rob is walking around all day, ignoring my orders, and da da, -da. And she is cracking up. The whole time. He's like, this is not funny. Why are you Right, like right, right. <laughs> She's like, like, cause his name ain't wrong. <laughs> First of all, come on, WWW. But get back to it. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, you good. Um, so I mean it was it was a good thing for me, if anything. I don't know. And I never like nobody ever like bullied me or something because right. of my connection to the to the principal or whoever it was. Right. Um so again, you know, I stayed in school and I was very active because I didn't want to come home and deal with my reality. Mm. So if I'm at school till or I'm doing whatever I'm doing till seven o'clock, by the time I'm get I get home, I probably already it's ate at school. Nighttime. Right? You yeah. know, it's almost nighttime. Um, if I had yeah, depending on I had a yeah, I had a computer. We was on MySpace, all that, whatever. Uh, my you know, space. MySpace oh, is lit. My. Right. You need to bring MySpace back. No, real rap. Real rap, because I wanna have my top eight. You know what I'm saying? I want to <laughs> well, you got a lot. So. I, I don't got a lot first. You probably need a and, 16. Uh, I'm putting like my personal music on there. You know, have like some drop downs. Yeah, I like that. You know, bring it bring back. Bring back. Please, Tom. Please. <laughs> <laughs> we so, did Tom Dirty, though. Right. He ain't going to bring it back. I mean, look, it's, a, it's the world, right? right like, right. welcome to reality. So, I mean, you know, just that experience at all, in general, I was like, I can't, you know, so to be reading about Egypt. And, you know, the pyramids and a Absolutely. Great Wall of China. And I'm like, oh, my God. But I was so, like, when you are not exposed, it limits your, how you even dream. Think, yeah. How you think. Like, I would have never imagined me being a property owner, let alone a block owner. You know how people be like, oh, my God, when I was young, I dreamed about, no, I, I dreamed about going to Disney World. Right. I dreamed about being a lawyer so I can save all the drug dealers and come back from, you know, or right. save all the people well, from my hood. That's the crazy thing about me when you talk about exposure is my, my children have been to at least three different countries each. Yeah, you know, besides the babies. They just got their passports and the new one. Obviously, she ain't got a passport right. yet. But, um... 
So I like to expose them to things that I wasn't able to be exposed to. Mm -hmm. Like they've been in Canada, they've been in Mexico, they've been That's in the Dominican Republic, you know, and they've seen things that we normally wouldn't see, you know. Got a timeshare in the Poconos and we mm -hmm. go up there and they mm -hmm. go, you know, tubing and we ain't in the skin yet. We ain't that good yet. Listen, I went skiing, man. I bust my ankles. I ain't doing that no more. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, exposure is so important. I mean, super important. Yeah. So That's my thing. Like, I just, and now I'm at a place where, you, you know, my original goal was like, okay, now that I started traveling 30 by 30. Mm. I ain't even 30. Smoke that. <laughs> right. Smoke that. She's Bro, smoking what? on that 30 pack. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm she like. She said, I've been to 46, 46 countries. countries. It's only, what, 151? They they say it's 195, depending on who you ask. 195? All right. Yeah. I, I know the Territories and all this and all yeah, that. Yeah. I'm almost there. It's coming. God willing. I ain't I'm able to see. I've been to like nine countries. You can't, you can't say you ain't nowhere close. Jesus. You gotta understand, like, Jesus. as as a black man to been able to see nine countries. Like, I right. went to high school with people who ain't never been to Cherry Hill. Listen, Boy, when I've never was, been a king of pressure. When I was a young boy, all I knew was Philly. The furthest I went was to New York. Like See? and and Camden. Mm -hmm. That was it. Like nothing further. Like yeah. all the traveling I did, I did as an adult. Like mm -hmm. so obviously that's that's special. Appreciate you, young man. That's a good that's a good nephew. <laughs> so some people think you need the LLC to start to get into real estate. Others prefer to use their own personal name to start. What do you think is the best uh, and what strategy works best for you? Um, I definitely think LLC route. Okay. I'm not saying that that's something that Would should... Would you say LLC to get started or LLC is a better strategy? I think it... De so, I, this is my thing. It depends on who you ask. Right. right? Because if you just want to get your one house and you want to have a mortgage in your name or whatever the case may be... Go ahead and put it in your regular name. Right. You know, if you don't want to go through the LLC route and then do all this and build the credit and all, you yeah. know, like, you don't need to do that. Yeah. It's it's okay to have a mortgage. It's benefits to both, right? It does. So, like, say for instance, the LLC, limited liability. So, you know, everything's not on you. Mm -hmm. Although you are the personal guarantor, a lot of things are not on your back. And when you are... Unless you have a trust fund. Right. But that's another conversation. That's, so. that's, we can deep... <laughs> Um, <laughs> but yeah, so like, but you do have to put that 15, 20 or 25% down. Whereas though, if you put it in your personal name, now you have the opportunity to use an FHA loan. Mm -hmm, you can mm -hmm. get from one to four units for right. only three and a half percent down. Right. So a lot of people don't have that 15 to 20% to just jump into the game. So that's why I say it's different pros and cons for sure. to it. So if you don't have that money to those certain people that ain't got that 80K stash, you know what I'm saying? Right. And you only got 8K stash, you can get a four unit, live in one unit, rent out the rest, stack that bread, and then go and do the process again to where as though you can have that 20% down Absolutely. and you can get that next unit. Or. Or. Hold up. She about to. Listen here, right? Uh-huh. Or you can go LLC. Uh-huh. You can do tax liens. Yeah. You can do a regular auction or what have you, right? And so think about tax liens. There's tax liens out here for $75, mm. $150. See, so when it come to, down. You're going to have to show me these sites. That's what I'm saying. Like when it, you know, so when people, I, I tell you this, right? Like people pay for convenience. Okay. And what you don't know will cost you. Absolutely. So if I can get a tax lien for $150, 
the, the worst that can happen, which I think for a test for tax liens, there is no worse, right? You either walk away with a credit or you walk away with your investment plus interest. And so let me break this down in like two seconds. Depending on whatever state you invest in, everybody in during the time of the year has a redemption period. Okay. Cool. So yeah. let's say you get this this tax lien auction and you get it in March. This in Indiana, if you do the tax lien auction in March, I think the redemption period is only ninety days. It's three months. Wow. So in ninety days, NPA this is what, person, months, right? I think so. Yeah. Um, this person and whoever, and it don't matter. You could be, uh, you don't have to be a United States citizen either. So you you go ahead and place your bid. If it's for one fifty, let's say you, your bid because it's an auction. Let's say you put down one fifty or you put down one eighty or whoever, whatever it is. You just can't be- go below the asking price. Absolutely. So you're only waiting ninety days to get your initial investment of the one fifty or the one eighty. And if if the person pays back, you know the um pays back the tax lien during the redemption period, yeah. you walk away with your one fifty. Plus interest. That interest could be anywhere between ten to sixteen, or sometimes eighteen percent. Mm. So it's not a lose. Right. Or the people ain't got the money, and you just paid one hundred and fifty for a crib. That's crazy. So when we talk about the the fifteen to twenty percent and whatever else closing costs, baby, you already paid that. You good. Mm. That was one hundred and fifty dollars. That was some sneaks. That was something to eat. She dropping gems, lady. That was a night. night at the bar. What? Like. So it depends on who you ask, right? Like uh-huh. you, you only know what you know. So and Absolutely. and how you want to go about it. So what got you into real estate? Like what was the? I need to get I, in this game. I came home. I graduated. Got my undergraduate degree at the illustrious Clark Atlanta University. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, I also drank my. Ooh, ooh, okay. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So I also joined my sorority there, um, Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, Sigma Chapter, I'm Spring 14. So anyway, um, I came home, graduated 2015, and I'm, I'm doing Teach for America. I told TFA, like, listen, if y'all not placing me in Philly, I ain't doing it. You might right. as well just forget it. My original plan was to go to law school. So I came home, and I'm, gentrification is obviously here. Absolutely. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. Like, I, me and two of my best friends, um, had we met in Teach for America, and we got a condo. And the condo was three bedroom, three bath, and the rent was two thousand dollars. We paid two and fifty dollars for water, and we was across the street from low income housing. So Great. I'm paying, two, we paying two thousand dollars, and they across the street where they might be paying, I don't know, a hundred dollars, two hundred maybe, whatever their copay or however their situation is situated. But there's also people who live over there for free. Now I'm not opposed to living in the trenches at all. It's just, it don't make sense. The math don't math. Yeah. Like, not there's... For that, not for those numbers. How am I? What? Y'all got a whole three-bedroom crib. Right, <laughs> and right. I'm in here with roommates, and I'm paying two stacks. I was like, something got to give. And so my realtor, who also is near and dear to my heart, we're like related. Can't nobody tell me that we're not family. Okay. She watched me grow up, and she's she's on Instagram or whatever, and she's like, so shout out to Yaz. She's on there, you know, own what you live in. You can... Literally, you probably pay more in rent than what you can pay in mortgage. Absolutely. And a better neighbor. Hello? Like. Uh, so, I'm sitting there like, oh, I'm scared. Like, what? I don't know. But at this point, nobody in my family owns. Right. You know, so I'm like, it's nobody for me to talk to. Again, I'm always, I've always been on my own with literally everything that I've done. Right. So, I'm like, damn. I reach out to her. I'm like, she ain't going to steer me wrong. 
We started looking at houses. We done looked in over 30 houses, got bit by fleas, all that. I'm like, I'm going to buy in my hood. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Da-da-da-da-da-da. And when she started telling me, I'm like, damn, I only need $7,000 to close. And how much I'm about to be paying? You know how much I was just paying in rent? Listen. Even now, when people are like, all right, you know, I got to move and I got to do all these things. I'm like, yo. The rent prices right now is astronomical. You just need to get a mortgage. It's crazy. If I'm like, paying. People are living in a hood and they pay more than me on my mortgage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my mortgage is $629. But let me say this, right? My mortgage for, cause, and I'm, I, I don't really care for, I mean, some people going to be like, wait, what? Ah, why not? The bird strategy. I want to buy my own properties back, right? So I have a lot of houses, and I owned all of them free and clear except for the one that I had purchased my very first house in 2017. Yeah. So right now, for four properties, I pay $2,036 for four houses. That's not bad at all, because people pay that <laughs> for a one-bedroom apartment. You know I know because Absolutely. I'm a property manager Duh. as well. So I knock, I knock that stuff out. So I'm the one that's renting it to them for exactly. $2,000 for a one-bedroom apartment, unfortunately. Yeah, so it's crazy because <laughs> it, it's like you, you tapped into everything. When you say you locked in, you locked in. You got stocks, bonds, blocks. You in the real estate game so heavy. And you do the vending machines. You traveling all around. Where the hell do you find the time? I feel like it's, you know, it's a lot. Of things. It's, you can do a lot in 24 hours. Yeah, yeah, you can. Nobody I know sleeps a full eight hours. I, I think that's impossible. I, 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 don't, I don't know how to like, sleep. I don't think I slept eight hours my entire life. So right. when I was younger, you know, I became a dad real young. Mm -hmm. You know, I became a dad. I was 16 years old. And I've been working ever since, you yeah. know, whether streets or real work. Right, right. Um, I just been running, so I literally never slept eight hours, and mm -hmm. I don't know how people get the time to do that. But right. it sounds awesome. Maybe when you're not a parent, you can do it. Or, you know, I don't know. But for yeah. me, you know, speaking of being a parent, you know, I got a brand new newborn. I ain't wake up. I ain't go to sleep till five o'clock this morning. I had to wake up at seven thirty because the tenant was calling me, cursing me out because mm -hmm. the tenant upstairs from them was making noise, and I'm like, what? <laughs> Literally, no, this is crazy. I gotta tell this story, right? So I just went to sleep at 5 a.m. and it's 7.43 and my phone is bring, bring, bring. It's like eight straight calls, right? I'm like, who the hell is this? So I answer the phone and the tenant's like, now you know how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me? So yeah, we never know hellies. Uh, <laughs> you lost your mind. Why would you call me like that? Yeah, see, that's like, crazy. Now you know how I feel? You wake me up out my sleep. You don't know what I just dealt <laughs> like, with. They woke me up. Like, she said, you, and you know how I feel. I was like, okay, ma'am. <laughs> I, I, listen, I almost snapped. I ain't going to lie. Yeah, yeah. I almost snapped on her. I mean, you delirious. You I, just went to sleep. I, I, had to, I had to keep my cool. And I was like, you're right. I'll speak with the other time. <laughs> you know, had to, had to switch cold. For sure. But um, dealing with, dealing with uh, tenants, uh, are you in that process yet? How's oh, that? Oh man, um, I think it's, I think it's good. And let me tell you why it's good. Right? It's good because she don't deal with 120 <laughs> tennis that I deal with. Yeah. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Um, so I think for me, it's like, obviously, you can get tenants who are in pain. Yes. And my thing is, I I don't have. 
So the the properties that I had that was rented, there's nobody above them. So it's not, you know, apartment complex or anything or whatever. So if there was an issue, which I, this is, I'm not a slumlord. So if you tell me it's a leak, when I got my one of my houses, it. that's it. Yeah. I closed on the 25th, May 25th, May 25th at four or five o'clock. The plumber was in there to fix that leak. It's nothing I can do before I don't, you know, own the property. But right. other than, I've never really had no like real, real issues, issues other than like tenants paying late and okay. not wanting to pay their late fees. All right. Yeah. Cause like for me, we got tenants on top of each other. Yeah. You know, one of our buildings is 24 units. Yeah. You know, 12 units, 12 yeah, units, 6 units, 14 units. Like, it's people on top of people. And you know how it is. No, if I, you ever lived in an apartment complex, you're going to get the noises, you're yep. going to get the smells, yep. you're going to get the, the people that's the dirty. Rodents, yeah, so, that. oh man, them cars, they be driving me crazy. But, <laughs> you know, it's the life we chose, you know. Right. Real estate is a great investment tool. It's, it's a great way to make money. Mm -hmm. 90% mm -hmm. of uh, millionaires have became millionaires because mm -hmm. of real estate. Yes. So, you know, get your money. Whatever you do in your nine to five, and then you want to invest in the real estate. Absolutely. But Coco, I want to thank you for joining us today. It was a pleasure. You are amazing. Thank you. You know, I love what you're doing. I love how you are um, putting this great energy out for the African-American yeah. community. And letting young women know that mm -hmm. they can be great as well. Absolutely. And young men too. Don't forget Absolutely. the men. Absolutely. Can't forget the men. But, right. you know, you know they, they, you are what you see. You know? yeah, so yeah, yeah. they see a beautiful black woman doing her thing. And they like... I can do this too. Yes, right. I can. You know, they see me and they, they know, like that boy fine as hell. So that's when the guys know that they can do it. You know right. what I'm saying? So champ. they see champ and then they say that we can I do it. I ain't mad so, at it. Absolutely. Somebody got to lead them. <laughs> well, thank you guys for joining us today. And I appreciate you all for staying locked in. You take care. Stay locked in. Thank you.